in retrospect, what was happening between November and April is I was kind of getting, getting my heart ready and getting stronger with my relationship with myself during that time so that I could make a big change that was going to completely have a massive ripple effect throughout every part of my life, every relationship I had, my identity, all of those things. Hello, welcome to Act Inspired Behavior, the show about real people and their real stories of transformation and change told through the lens of acceptance and commitment therapy. I'm Gabby Lanier. So today we're going to talk about rules. Rules are this ubiquitous word that we use to describe something we must or must not do. And usually we try to follow them. And if you're the sort of person like me who tends to follow rules, they can become very powerful. They can govern behavior. They can change the way that you live your life. And if you stop and think about it, once learned, rules are just thoughts. Sometimes the rules are not so obvious and the very thoughts that we have in our head can become very rule-like. Our guest today, her name is Jessica Zilski. She's going to share about how she learned what her rules were in the first place and how she broke some of those rules. And before we get there, I want to share how I so very much related to Jessica's story. Perhaps as you listen, you can think back to a time now or in the past when you were stuck by some of these rules too. I told a piece of this story in the first episode. This was kind of a a parallel struggle that I was experiencing at the time and one that was very much characterized by a set of rules. It was the struggle of deciding whether or not to stay and continue living with my husband's parents. And this was a situation in which I really had to actively confront the rule that was constantly chattering in my head and then eventually get to the point where I was actively breaking the rule. For me, one of the big rules was, you have to buy a home. You have to buy a home or else you are not an adult. Now, this rule came from somewhere, and it became an even stronger rule for me when I was 24, when I recently came home after traveling for about two and a half years. And so one day, I'm sitting down with my nine-year-old niece. It had been two years since I'd really spent any time with her. And as we're eating lunch, she's suddenly kind of just stopping. She's putting her fork down and then she looks straight at me right in the eye and she says, Gabby, when are you going to move out, grow up and start being a grown up? Oh my gosh. I was so mad when she told me that. And I think one of the reasons why I was so mad was because it was, it felt very true. It was like the worst part of my internal dialogue just kind of coming out (laughs) (laughs) in broad daylight and from my nine-year-old niece no less who used to I thought looked up to me and in this moment I was just crushed and so yes this phrase it stuck with me for a very long time and it was triggered again and again and again in my head it repeated so many times and what it meant to me was like when are you going to move out in order to be an adult you have to buy a house in order to be responsible And it just carried through wherever I went, wherever I lived. It just, you know, wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough until I became a homeowner. And man, that rule stuck with me for so long. I say that because when I got to the point when my husband and I, you know, we were, we were wanting to buy a home and looking at our finances and thinking, okay, 
you know, we're in our late 20s, we still don't have enough money to buy home, not even close, and we're up to our eyeballs in debt. Um, and so, you know, we moved in with my husband's parents. And then after two years living with them, we got to the point where we were realizing that we actually wanted to stay with them, we wanted to live with them. I mean, my wish to live with them started years and years and years ago. And I'd have these kind of dreams about living with them in this, I don't know, I, I'm a very, I have a very small breed of person who loves this idea of co-housing of these kind of um, co-communities. And so I envisioned us living in the upstairs of their, their house and us meal sharing and doing all this stuff together, right? Um, but I couldn't get myself to actually think that that was a possibility. And when we did, in fact, get to the point where we did decide to live with my parents, my husband's parents, my in-laws, um, that was one of the biggest moments of breaking rules in my life. Because to me, it was huge. So many decisions that had led up to that moment, um, going to graduate school, um, paying off debt, saving money, like just even the career path that I took, it just felt like it all led up to that moment where I was going to get ready, my husband and I, to buy a home. And in the end, we didn't buy a house. We decided to stay. <laughs> I just think it's really funny because, you know, I even gotten myself to that point. But it wasn't necessarily because I wanted to be a homeowner. Like I've heard so many other people say, it's, it's, it's that I wanted to relieve this pressure of adhering to this rule that was kind of stuck in my head. It was kind of like this, you know, this checkbox that I had to check off. It just took a little bit of giving myself permission to break that rule, to get to the point where I feel like I could have really stepped into that value wholeheartedly. So with all of that said, I'm very excited to introduce you to our guest, Jessica, today. Um, she's going to share with you how she broke her own set of rules. Welcome, Jessica. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing? Hi, Gabby. Great, great, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I want to welcome you to the podcast and I'd love for you to just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so my name is Jessica Zolski. I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a board certified behavior analyst and, uh, yeah, so I am a, um, a mom of a 75 pound, nine month old English cream, golden retriever. His name is Riley. Oh. He's acquired certain skills. Others were still <laughs> on the struggle bus. And, uh, I, um, I live in Atlanta with my husband. Um, and so we are, uh, yeah, we're, we're over here in Atlanta on the East coast. Currently I am, uh, I took the full plunge of being self-employed. So I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. So that's kind of what, uh, what I'm doing right now. Good for you. So, so what do you do as an entrepreneur? Sure. So right now I provide remote, uh, supervision to graduate students, um, so independent field work, uh, stuff like that. Um, I also do mentorship for newer BCBAs. Um, and, uh, I honestly, I do a lot of collaboration stuff like this. Like I really take advantage of the Instagram platform and I start to like develop relationships and kind of just, uh, you know, learn more about 
uh, the field um, and the different minds and cool people that are in the world out there and just try to get us all connected and learning from each other in this new COVID world we live in. That's like the foundation of being human, right? Like we all want and seek connection. Um, and then, you know, living in a, in a world where some have to quarantine or, you know, everything about our lives has changed. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, that makes it even, even better, you know, connecting with more and more people and you're not alone, you know? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's nice to hear a little bit about you and you had reached out to me, which I was really grateful for, because I've been really wanting people to just reach out and share things that they that they want to, um, as it relates to acceptance and commitment therapy, because I know everyone has their own story, um, and you probably have a million stories you could share, um, <laughs> but I believe that the story that you were wanting to come on and share today was about um, your divorce and kind of that journey that you went through. Is that correct? Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. We'll summarize that way. How would you, how would you encapsulate the story that you want to share today? Sure. Um, so I think, um, this is so mentalistic, but it's, it's the only way I've understood it to be, to be written online. If I had to try to summarize it, it's almost like an awakening when you kind of develop self-awareness and you start to look at your life and you start to ask yourself, like, are you living in alignment with your own rules or are you living in alignment with, you know, the rules you've been taught and are those linked to your values? And all of that kind of happened for me right before I turned 30. So you actually, if you had to summarize it, you'd probably call it like a a pre-30 midlife crisis or something like that. (laughs) Go with that. Yeah. Go with that. Call it it a a first third of my life crisis. You can do that. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I know for, for myself and I'm sure others too, I, I went through a quarter life crisis for sure. <laughs> with yeah. Complete career change and everything. So, okay. That's wonderful. And I'm, I'm glad that we clarify that because people can get a sense of what you're going to share today. So, yeah. Okay. So then if you were in that too, I like, uh, let me yeah. talk about my crisis. <laughs> <laughs> And I, yeah. I think there needs to be a little bit of humor because I know some of the stories that we share can be, you know, it can, they can go really deep. Yeah. Um, but also if you step back and you tell the stories after long, after they've kind of, you know, you've gone through the process of really thinking through it and, and reflecting back on it, they can be a little funny too. Um, yeah. we can take a moment and laugh at some of the, the situations we've put ourselves in, but they make us the people that we are today. So um, if you were to kind of trace back to the very beginnings of the story, where, where would it take you? And do you want to go ahead and share? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So when I was, I was still 29 at the time um, and uh, approaching 30, I had been, um, I was married uh, in a previous marriage. And I remember I was on a flight to New York and I remember looking out the airplane window. I was by myself. And I was meeting my mom in New York just for like a, a getaway back when we could fly whenever we wanted to. And I remember looking out the window and just being like, thinking to myself, like looking at the clouds. And I was just like, is this it, Jess? Like, is this, so this is it, right? This is kind of your life. You know, my life wasn't like, I wasn't living in a way, I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. 
um, leading up to that, right? Like I was drinking a lot of wine. Um, I wasn't um, taking care of my body in terms of like the quality of the food that I was putting in my body. Um, I just wasn't, uh, you know, like the friendships or relationships that I had weren't rooted in the things that I thought were most important, but I was kind of just like, not, you know, not being honest with myself about those things. So I did that for years and it was that what, um, it was actually November 15th. I'll never forget that date. November 15th. I was on that flight and I looked out the window, I was over the clouds and I was like, is this it girl? Because you've been married for, you know, three and a half years. And you're, you know, approaching 30. So the next step, I mean, you already have the dog, you already have the house, you already have the picket fence, you already have a great job, right? You're, you know, your career, the next step is kids. I was going to, yeah, I was like, yep, kids. Yep. Check, 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 rule govern behavior. But, you know, so that was kind of where I was. I was like, the next step is kids, Jess. And you can't really just like undo that. Right. Mm. <laughs> So that was kind of when the story started, like that was like my wake up call and between November and going, uh, going all the way up to April in retrospect, what was happening between November and April is I was kind of getting, getting my heart ready and getting stronger with my relationship with myself during that time so that I could make a big change that was going to completely have a massive ripple effect throughout every part of my life, every relationship I had, my identity, all of those things. So that's kind of where it started. It started November 15th. <laughs> wow. Wow. And and where did your ex-husband, where did he come in in all of this? Because I mean, it sounded like there was this relationship piece with yourself, but what about with him? Yeah. So, um, so I think I had, um, you know, there was a lot of attempts at communication of like wanting to work on things across the years and even, you know, recommending us to work on some things together in therapy, uh, even just a couple months after we first got married that, you know, there wasn't really uh, open-mindedness on both ends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a big believer in honest communication and I'm a big believer in being vulnerable and leaning into things that are scary now so more than ever. Um, so I don't think that we were on the same page on that, you know, and we, we met when we were so young too. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, we met we met when I was in my early, early, early twenties. So we, so we had been married for three and a half years, but we had been together for like eight and that's a lot of time. Right. And, um, and I have, I'm hungry for growth all the time. So, I mean, I'm different now than I was a year ago and I'm different now than I was three years ago. Right. So like imagine that much time, how much you can evolve and grow and how much work and time and effort it takes to grow together as I grew um, I, I didn't feel like we were gr- growing in the same direction and I didn't feel like we were growing towards the same things or really valued the same things. So like, you know, just like quality time. So he was in real estate and so he would work all weekends, right? Which again is part of the industry, but I would work all week, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, so again, like figuring out lifestyles and like, how do we make that work? And Um, so, you know, there were a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of things, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how, how we got, how I got to November 15th, repeated communication and just like kind of realizing like, Jess, (laughs) accepting that this might be what it is. Can you deal with that? Right. Is that going to be enough for you? And I think, you know, I ended up answering that question and, you know, no, no. Um, so yeah. Well, and there was that no, that answer. And then what was the, what was the other part of you saying that was opposite to that? 
Like what were some of those rule governed thoughts that you were having? Uh, again, I had all these rules, rule governed behavior rules that were taught, you know, whether shown to me by society or taught to me by my parents, right? Okay. You know, you're, you're 20 this years old. When are you going to get married? Okay. You're married. Okay. You're going to get a house. Okay. You're going to get a dog. Okay. When are you going to have kids? Right. And so there's societal pressure, community pressure. There's almost these, you know, timelines in your head, um, that come from different places of, of, you know, what you should be doing with your life and what your life should look like by a certain time. And then I just started saying, you know what? Okay. I'm realizing how many rules I have. Number one, this is kind of where I truly, this is where I like started developing self-awareness, I think, which is crazy that I took the first almost 30 years of my life <laughs> to do that. So hopefully if you're listening to this podcast and you've got, you've got a leg up. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> some young 20 year olds who seem so incredibly self-aware and they seem light years ahead of where I was at the time. And I don't, I don't know what it is about them, but it always is so awe-inspiring. I know oh, you're doing this, this work a decade before I ever, <laughs> and also um, one thing that, as you were saying, some of those rules, I was thinking about the one of, you know, you have, you have all these things you have, you've checked off all the boxes you should, therefore you should be happy. Like these mm-hmm. things equal happiness. And so then when we don't feel happy, we're like, wait, something's wrong with us. Something mm-hmm. is like innate. We don't have a sense of gratitude or whatever it might be, but. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where the self-awareness started happening. I started questioning where did my rules come from? Cause that's step one for me, at least for me, that's, you know, were my rules taught? Are these just irrational rules <laughs> that I have dreamed up? Mm-hmm. Um, where did they come from? Number one. And then are they still serving you? Right. Are they like, are they in alignment with the life that you want to live based on the values you've identified? And if the answer is no, then looking and starting to do like deep inner work on what's holding, what's making you hold on to them and how do you let go of those quick, uh, quick plugs. I am obsessed with the book, get out of your mind and into your life by Stephen Hayes. There are probably two books that changed my life. Um, and that was one of them. So um, anybody who's into this, I would definitely recommend that book. Okay. Um, quick, what was the other book that changed your life? <laughs> that's a little bit edgy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. You want to change your life? That book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and then Get Out of Your Mind and Get Into Your Life by Stephen Hayes. The combination of that completely changed my life. So obviously Stephen Hayes is like the founder of ACT, right? So he, So he's a big part of this as I was going through that workbook. The hardest part in ACT for me, even now, um, is diffusion. So creating distance from your thoughts, um, that that's very difficult. Um, and I didn't really even start practicing that skill then. It was really just looking at my values, questioning the rules that I was living by, um, and then starting to make big decisions and big changes. Yeah. And what, what were some of those values? What were the, the things that really stood out to you? Well, I definitely know what my values are now. It's hard for me to bring back and give you a concrete list from then. But, um, you know, big values are honest communication, um, vulnerability, um, that like, you know, like leaning into discomfort or things that uh, kind of scare you a little bit um, and understanding that there is growth in that. Um, I, I kind of, I've always lived that way, but I didn't realize to myself that I was like that, <laughs> that I had that belief. Um, sometimes you need to take a pause to realize what, what you do believe, right? Or what you do value. Um, and I always, and I also, again, like coming back in terms of what I valued from a relationship, um, 
I, I, I wanted to feel valued. Um, I valued feeling valued, I guess. Yeah. Um, if that, if that makes sense. So that quality time that you guys can spend together. It's like you have to invest time in each other. Yeah. I want to pause the story for just a moment because she's talking a lot about rules. Again, what is a rule? When it comes to understanding how to apply some of the strategies from acceptance and commitment therapy, it's important to know that we engage in behavior all day long. Some of that behavior is on the outside, you know, like talking and laughing and swimming and playing. But behavior is also the actions that we do that happens on the inside at that kind of neurological level, the thinking, the feeling, the sensations that we experience. All of those things are also behavior and some of them are learned and some of them we're just born doing. And it's important to realize that they are actually behaviors too, that they are actions that your mind, your brain engages in on a daily basis. But these behaviors that occur aren't just random. They don't just occur out of nowhere. They are always, always preceded by some event that cues or triggers them. So these rules, they are really thoughts, our thinking behavior that hold a special potency to them because of the fact that we become fused to the thoughts. When we are fused, the thoughts, the feelings, the internal experiences, they feel like our undeniable reality. They play such a huge role in our current experience to the point where we cannot step outside of the thought to see that it's, you know, just a thought, just a private event, not a physical thing that we hold in our hand, not a barrier for us doing the things that we want and need to do for ourselves. But unfortunately, because of the nature of how the human brain functions, we tend to become hooked by the thought. And when we get stuck by these fused thoughts, we are not present to our actual surroundings. It becomes this barrier for us doing things, doing things in an opposite way. And so now you know a little bit about fusion to rules, where our thoughts set us up to engage in these patterns of behavior that become habitual to follow the rule our thoughts are telling us to do. So in Jessica's story, she talks about diffusion or defusion, the opposite skill of being fused to thoughts. In acceptance and commitment therapy, diffusion is one of the six skills within that hexagon or that hexaflex, and diffusion is one of those six processes. In diffusion, the aim is to unhook from and create distance from those private experiences and to move through the world in a way that is open and slightly detached from these many rules, thoughts, and experiences we have because we know it's just our mind our brain muscle engaging in habitual behavior. It's our mind reacting to things constantly. Diffusion is a way for us to step outside of this chatter and see that everything else that is happening in the world, including the things that we care deeply about, the things that we want to be about. So let's take a moment and practice diffusing from a rule that you might have, and we can even go a little step further. Let's say that you're standing at the edge of a river. You know, it's beautiful, it's sunny, and you have the thought, I want to swim in this water, but it'll be cold. I don't have a swimming suit, and if I get wet, I'll be cold and dirty all day. So you stop, and you go no further. Now, catch yourself thinking this thought, which is a kind of rule. Are you willing to, or would you be willing to break this rule and see if you can step toward an experience that might challenge you, but also might be incredibly worth it? So you think, ah, hello, rule in my head. I see you there. And then you jump into the freezing cold water anyway, and it takes your breath away. But your smile and your laughter, it comes from this place of childlike joy. Will you be willing to break a rule to step into that place of vitality? 
Before we get back to Jessica's story, I just want to briefly share about an opportunity to participate in our monthly group meeting called ACT Collective. In this community, we meet to discuss topics related to ACT, review a research article, and practice acceptance and commitment therapy strategies live in session with each other. It's also an excuse for us to get together, laugh, share our goals, and get accountability for following through on our goals. If you're interested in joining, please reach out or check out ACT Collective on my website, actinspiredbehavior.com. Now, let's get back to Jessica's story and see how breaking her own set of rules helped her step into a path and a life that she deeply cherishes. So let's get back to where you were at when you, you know, you got off that plane and from the point when you started to kind of start doing that inner work. Um, I really just started to, you know, kind of deeply connect with myself and, and shut out some other people's opinions for sure. Um, but I, uh, I did ask my ex-husband to go to therapy with me again. And I let him know that I was going to move out. I was going to move out. I wasn't sure what was going on with the relationship. Um, but I needed some space to think and I welcomed him, you know, being open to going to therapy with me. And so we did start going to couples therapy for several months, because again, at that point, I felt like I knew what was going to happen, but I had to be 1000% sure that I think that's such a struggle, right? Is this, is this, you know, something that I just need to work on within myself or have I done, am I doing the, the inner work I need to? And this relationship actually isn't the right one for me. We have to, you know, at least for me, I'm very careful before I say the problem is someone else. I'm very careful. I want to like, you know, um, dissect myself before I kind of jump in saying, you know, oh, it's you, you're the problem. No, I probably just need to meditate, you know? <laughs> So, I, and, and I asked about your values and you were talking to about the rules that you had those two things. You're really starting to work on those two things. Um, and then as you're coming kind of through that process, you're starting to make some realizations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, um, I haven't heard this term used in ACT, but it's the best, the best way I can describe it, I guess, based on um, what I was reading and so, well, I would, I would carve out, I would schedule out time for me to do deep work. Like I really would. I would, I made a whole Zen spot. Like I had like specific candles. I had, you know, like my Spotify playlist with my Zen music. And I would literally make a meeting with myself. And that was kind of when, you know, okay, we got the rules, we got the values. That was kind of when I started to almost like get to know myself all over again. So, yeah. So I started to just like reconnect with like, how did I kind of become this human that I am today? <laughs> and, and, uh, and then, you know, where do I want to go? Um, <clears throat> but, but again, I think I find myself now rooting back to act, you know, and psychological flexibility and like everything that goes into that hexaplex. I'm just so much more aware of my thoughts and I question, you know, when I'm so quick to say no to something, or I'm so quick to say that this is the way it has to be. I'm aware that I'm doing that. And then I take a second to ask myself if that's really true. Thoughts are just thoughts, you know, and we, we kind of decide our relationship with them and, um, and we can't really trust them all the time. Again, coming back to like diffusion. So it's really changed the micro of my life, but ACT has also changed like the biggest part of my life. So between, between that November 15th and up until now, I have lived in two different places. I have gotten engaged and married again. So I left two jobs 
and then decided to become a completely self-employed entrepreneur, which is honestly going fabulous. And I didn't even plan for that. Like that just caught fire. Like that was the universe. And I had to give up my dog and left him with my ex-husband. So the only thing that has stayed the same across the last two, two and a half years is my car. (laughs) That's the only thing that's the same. That's the only thing. Then you add a pandemic on top of that, right? So the only thing that stayed the same for me is my car. And honestly, what has gotten me through all of that constant change on the micro level and the macro level is me making space for myself and leaning into act and kind of pulling, pulling pieces from that and looking, looking through that lens. Yeah. Oh, I, I so relate to what you're saying. And I think I, I remember my mother-in-law once told me, she said, you know, Gabby, when you say no to things, you're saying yes to other things. And it sounds like, you know, you slowly let go of some of these things that some of that rule governed behavior was telling you, you know, you have, you have, once you get married, you have to stay married. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it's not serving you, you say no to that. It opens the door for so many other things that you can say yes to. Well, and it kind of sounds like you had the series of conversations with your, with your ex-husband. Look, where, when did that last conversation take place and how did, how did you get through that using some of these tools that you learned from get out of your mind and into your life? Um, well, the last conversation I had with him was at an attorney's office. So we don't need to talk about that one. It was fine. Let's take a step back. (laughs) It was fine. Um, but the last, um, I would say the last, you know, again, I think, um, the last big conversation, um, when I was still, you know, involved and giving it, you know, giving it shots, you know, and I thought there was hope or I was at least going to give us every shot. Um, was probably in therapy, but you know, he kind of had a breakthrough and it was powerful. And I was happy for him because I care about people and I love helping people. But interestingly, it did not change the fact that, you know, I, I want, I wanted different in my life. I wanted different and I, I felt compassion and empathy for him. And I was so happy that he was able to have that moment so that he could move on. Um, and let go of those things that he was holding on to, but it didn't change my mind about whether I wanted to be in the relationship. It really sounds like, you know, this wasn't just for you, that this was for you guys and it was for him. I mean, I'm so curious, you don't, maybe you, you don't know this information, but how is he doing now? Do you think he's also living a life that he finds more valuable? You know, I, I, I hope, I hope he is. He's a great guy. And that's why it was so tough. And I wanted to be so sure he was my best friend, but I was not passionately in love with him. Like that's kind of where it was. Um, he was my best friend. We had, you know, we'd grown up together, basically. Um, that's a long time, you know, to, to be together and um, great human. I wished him, I still wish him all the best. Um, and it looks like he's happy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah so, um, it's so true. And I, I think that what you're saying too, we can have these insights about ourselves but again, it really goes down to how do we respond to those thoughts and what function do we let those thoughts serve in our lives? And it really sounds like for you, you might have some painful moments or painful thoughts or whatever they may be, but you're choosing to respond to them in a way that doesn't automatically push them away. It sounds like you have more self-awareness now and Therefore, those thoughts don't serve this avoid this pattern of avoidance like it used to. Like you really confront those things. And then you let the thoughts serve 
you know, how they will, whether they're helpful or they're not. Um, before we leave, I want, I've, I'd love for you to just um, tell people how you, how they can find you if they want to learn more about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Yeah. So I do have my own website. Uh, so I go, I go by the name of the blonde behavior analyst. So, um, so my website is uh, www.theblonde, blonde with a B, with an E. So blondebehavioranalyst.com. But really like my main, my main thing is Instagram. So uh, it's at the blonde behavior analyst. Uh, so that's me there. So those are probably the two best ways to find me. Um, but yeah, so I do remote supervision. Um, I do monthly focus groups. So I actually do a monthly focus group on ACT. Uh, we go through Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Life uh, because that book has changed my life. And I've gone through it a million times. And uh, so I kind of go on that journey with, uh, with people in a monthly focus group on that book. Um, I also have a monthly focus group on OBM, so organizational behavior management. Um, and I do mentorship and I love collaborating. Like, again, like Instagram live or podcast, like I'm all about it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been really fun. I've, I, I love starting. Oh, there goes the door. <laughs> timer. My son's like blanket in his mouth, ready to play with me. Um, I love starting my day like this. This is, this is wonderful. Um, so yeah. Kathy, do you want to say hi to Jess? Hi, Jess. Who's Jess? Hi. Hey, bud. Hi, Jess. In this episode, you heard from Jessica, who is now a business owner and deeply committed to a new relationship thanks to her journey of diffusing from her rules. Because she did her own inner work, she has fully stepped into the kind of person she wants to be based on her values of open communication, vulnerability, and valuing herself, valuing being valued. Maybe you connected to her story and can look to something in your life where you can think of a time when you struggled with a rule and chose to break it because it no longer made sense. Or maybe one comes to you right now. Does one come to mind right now? Don't rush this process by smashing all the rules you aren't aligned with in your life. Remember that the first step to diffusion is awareness in the first place. Recognize the rule and call it out for what it is and then see where it comes from and if it's helpful in you living a life that when flying in a plane miles above, you can say, this is it. If you are interested in reaching out and telling your story or would like to learn more through my blog, workshops, or coaching, find me on Instagram at actinspiredbehavior, email me at gabby at actinspiredbehaviorcoaching.com, or use the link in my website listed in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for future episodes. And please, if you're interested, go ahead and rate the episode um, in Apple Podcasts. That would be so, so helpful. Hello again. I want to take a moment and say that this podcast is for educational purposes only. Content and conversation provided in this podcast should not be taken as or replace professional or therapeutic recommendations. As a board-certified behavior analyst, my goal is to disseminate ACT and behavior analysis to the wider public and have meaningful conversations to further explore our understanding. If you are concerned about your own personal well-being, I encourage you to seek out the help of a licensed professional who can provide individual support to you. Thank you so much.